It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to another episode of MLS UK show Stoppage Time World Cup Edition. My name's Henry Hewitt and as always I'm joined by... Elliot Holman, thanks for joining us. Elliot, uh, well, last time we uh, we did an episode, it was just before the England-USA game. Since then, a lot has happened, and three of the four sides that we're concentrating on have been eliminated. Um, I just thinking, let's go back to the start, then. Let's go back to that England-USA game. What did you make of it? Um, pretty awful, wasn't it? Um, I'm sure uh, USA fans are a lot happier with it than we are, uh, for obvious reasons. I think... Obviously, there was a there was an expectation on England to go and beat the states. We talked about this on the podcast and over the last few years that the states are a lot uh, are a lot better than everybody in Europe um, believes. Uh, however, I still expected England to to at least turn up and put in a performance. I don't feel like they did. Um, I'm not trying to discredit USA at all. I just think it was really disappointing from from an England point of view. But as you say. Um, some of the teams that, well, most of the teams that we've been focusing on uh, are now gone. So uh, maybe England are doing something right. Yeah, maybe. And to be honest, I watched that game and I was very disappointed afterwards. I was out in Manchester watching it and there was a lot of very disappointed people in that bar. Um, but I think a few days after it, when you hear them talk about uh, the fact that at the time, England knew that if they drew, they were pretty much through. It kind of made sense a bit more to me, and I, I, I got less angry, I guess. But credit to the States, they put on a great performance. And I think overall for the States, they've done well this World Cup. I know a lot of people were saying they were proud of them and, and what they achieved, and there's a lot there to now looking three and a half years' time, as it is now for the World Cup in 2026, uh, to be confident about. Um, how would you rate the States' World Cup adventure? Um, uh, look, I, I think realistically they could have beaten England on the night, um, which is more of a criticism of England, maybe than a praise of, of the States. But um, it just shows that, you know, they created enough chances for, for me to say that. Um, I, I think ultimately it's maybe what, what would have been expected. They got through the group, which is the, the, the minimum expectation for me with the States. Um, came up against a tough Dutch side, which was always going to be a challenge. Um uh, you know, it's progress, isn't it? That's what we have to look at. It, it's it's huge progress from uh, these chats we've had four years ago, five years ago, um, w- when qualification didn't go well. And it feels like that's lingered for so long. And, and this blew away a lot of cobwebs and uh, it really cemented a path for them to, um, to go along in the future. I, I think you can only be positive. 
Yeah, I'd say so. And I think, um, you know, where somebody posted on Twitter the ages of it, the, the bigger players uh, in the next World Cup, and they're all in the 20s. So this is a, a real golden generation for the States that could um, really do something in four, you know, three and a half, four years' time. And I think they showed it in this one. I think maybe going forward, there could be a little more, a bit, you know, maybe there's a, a striker out there that they could uh, unearth and get into that squad. But I think overall, I thought the defence were quite solid. I know Zimmerman and Rima are getting a bit older, but I think uh, the midfield played well as well. I think the midfield was better than England's in that game. So, yeah, there's a lot to be positive about. And, uh, you know, it was just a shame for them that they came up against the Netherlands in the round of 16, who... To be honest, before the game, I thought that America could beat the Netherlands. I didn't think they'd particularly done amazing, Netherlands. They didn't pull up any trees, but in the end, they were just too strong for them. And uh, unfortunately, the States are out. Um, let's look at Canada, because they uh, didn't make it through the group stage. And uh, they um, you know, they ended up losing, of course, to Belgium, which we spoke about in the last episode. Then we lost to Croatia um, and Morocco. Uh, but they got the goal in the end. Alfonso Davis got the first Canadian goal at the World Cup. So, I mean, it's slightly different for them, but are you still confident going into the next World Cup they can, they can uh, do something? Yeah, I think it's huge for Canada. I, I think we were all impressed with their performances. Um, certainly feels like Canadian soccer is in a good place. Um, and, I, and I think as well, it's kind of... They need to almost follow the States in... in in what they do in the next few years, because you just feel like it's huge progress for Canada. It was huge progress for the States. You know, Canada now got that foot on the ladder. Um, and I think we saw enough there to prove there's a great team spirit. They're doing a lot right off the field. And, you know, they've got great talent. They've got really good talent. So I'm excited for, for Canada for the next World Cup. Yeah, and I mean, you look at it, and I know we before the, the competition, we did say that Canada could maybe do something in it, but let's face it, they were in a tough group. You know, Belgium went out, but they're a good team. Croatia and Morocco, the same. Uh, so it was going to be tough for them. And I feel for, for this one, for Canada, it was more of a, I don't know, it was more of a, let's, a celebration that they finally made it back to the World Cup. Whereas the next one that we know they're definitely going to be in is more of a, right, we're here now, let's see what we can do. I think the the distraction of everything around it, same with Wales, actually, the fact that they had not been in it so long. It was a, oh, we're back in the World Cup. This is amazing. But now you've got that and now you've gone out in the group stage. It's like, right, OK, next time we're not just here to make up the numbers. Let's see how we can progress. And um, yeah, I'm I, you know, I'm just glad that Alfonso Davis scored. I'm glad that Canada had that moment. And um, and as well, the, the head coach managed to... Uh, Annoy some uh, some Croats as well. That was quite funny to see. But uh, I guess they got the last laugh. But um, no, very good for Canada in the end. Uh, we'll talk about England in a moment. Obviously, our, I say our, our journey continues. But just a quick note on Wales. We are the MLS UK show. We do uh, appreciate and we are. Wales is a part of the UK. In the end, very disappointing. But similar to Canada for me, it was just a case of them being there. Yeah, I don't know. Obviously, it's it's incredible that they were there, but I think, I think Wales as a nation, you know, they they have good players, so it, good good achievement to be there. But then I, I feel like the performances for me personally weren't there when they got to the tournament. Um, I think they could have been a lot better, um, you know. And I think the big players, you could argue, didn't particularly step up and and carry them. Um, 
I know it's a small nation. I understand that, but you feel like with with what they had, they could have maybe made a bit more of a go of it. I don't know if I'm if I'm being harsh, but um, you know they didn't really lay lay a glove on England. But even in the games before, I kind of expected a little bit more. Yeah, I would agree with the Iran game, but then Iran were were on the back of a, a heavy beaten by England. Uh, the USA game. I, I felt the first half in that was probably the true Wales for what we saw in the World Cup. The second half was a, you just had the energy there to try and not lose that first game and America couldn't really cope with it at times. But then when they played England, I think the, the two goals they conceded against Iran in stoppage time really knocked it out of them and it was a case in the end of how many England were going to get. So similar to Canada for Wales, I think that you know they're looking at the next one and trying to qualify for that and making more of an impact there. There are going to be more teams in the next one, so you'd say that you know Wales do have a very good chance of qualifying, uh, even though it will probably, I'd say, actually most definitely be without Gareth Bale. Uh, but on the whole, for the 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 three sides, I think there's there's pros, there's cons, but um, you know, for me, I think uh, yeah, for the states, I, I'm really intrigued to see how they'll do over the next four years because going into that World Cup and you saw with Mexico, they didn't go through in their no quality, in their group stage. I think there's a lot there for America to build on and potentially become the, the big dogs in um, CONCACAF soccer. Yeah, agreed. Um, you know, they've, they've started to get things right after it being wrong for so long. Um, and we include domestic, the domestic league in that as well, of course. Um, and, and they're on the right path. It's, it's kind of the reset. Um, it's a different approach. It's worked really well with the women's game. So, uh, you know, the, the U S women's national team is and and has been incredible for a long time. So really looking forward to how they keep developing talent because there seems to be so much of it now coming out of academies and colleges. So yeah, fingers crossed that that continues. So we're recording this on Monday. This is the day after England have beaten Senegal in the uh, world cup to qualify for the quarterfinals. Um, you know, the the change of opinion is so much more uh, positive now as what it was after the American game. And to be honest, for those who don't live in the UK, who don't live in England, this happens at every tournament. There is a point where England are the worst team in the world, and then there's a point where we are the best team in the world. Uh, but on that sort of uh, best team to worst team, where would you put England at the moment? And what do you think our chances are, not only against France, but to win the competition? I think... It's certainly the best England team I've ever seen. The options in attack are frightening. Um, you know, Sterling's literally gone home and we're still left with Grealish, Rashford, Foden. Uh, it's an incredible uh, set of set of attacking options. However, you feel like when it comes to France, this is the ultimate test. And I think it's easy to get caught up in, you know, as we when we talk about the, the States and, and Canada and Wales, it's easy to get caught up in how far did you get, but it's actually, who did you play? You know, England could sail all the way to the final beating teams like Senegal, but ultimately you have to beat someone good sometime. Um, France has come up it's in the quarterfinals. So it's a big team fairly early on. And ultimately they've got to go and get a result or they're going home. And, even though I back this as the best England team I've ever seen, I still think they'll struggle. Yeah, I don't think we'll beat France either. Um, no, I think uh, for me, going into the Senegal game, honestly, I, I was like, I hope we win. Obviously, I hope we win, but I, I really hope we win. So at least we get to the quarterfinals. 
I think France will be too strong for us in Mbappe and Griezmann. They've got some top quality players. And England have got some great players as well, don't get me wrong. But I think for apart from Harry Kane, England's top, top players are actually quite young. So if this was happening in America in four years, maybe it'd be a bit more of an even matchup. Who knows? We could be surprised and England could go through. But um, yeah, I, I was really hoping we'd win just so we could... Because if you... If you're going to go out, if you're losing the round of 16 to Senegal, suddenly everyone's saying Gareth Southgate needs to be um, axed, he needs to be sacked, um, this, they're all rubbish and whatever. Now, we're going into that France game and people are thinking, okay, well, France are a very good team. So if we win, brilliant. And I, and I, I honestly think England would beat Spain or Portugal as it looks like it's going to be uh, in the semis. I think England would get to the final if they beat France. But... Um, if they don't, then you look and think, well, yeah, France are reigning champions. They've got the best player in the world. They are a very good team. So uh, I'm just glad that if we do go out, unless we lose 6 or 7 nil, you'd think that, I don't know, you'd think that Gareth Southgate would still, we'd look at it and go, he's done a good job. Um, but it's going to be a, a great game. And, you know, as we look at it now, um, I know Portugal are playing today and we've got Brazil and Spain and Portugal. If those teams go through, if you look at the last eight then, as a Netherlands, Argentina, England, France, Spain, Portugal, Brazil, um, whoever else it is, I forgot, but uh, they, they're probably the eight best teams in, apart from maybe Germany and Belgium, but eight best teams in the world. It would really be a World Cup, if you get me. Yeah, and I, it's easy to get caught up in, oh, well, if we if we only lose 1-0 to France, that's quite good. But ultimately, we want to win the World Cup. We keep thinking that we're good enough to win the World Cup, so we have to go and do it. For me, Southgate's the right the right man for the job, partly because his you know man management, his off-the-field style, everything he's put in place um, is coming to fruition, but also because, show me the other options. Um, now ultimately if we lose 4-0 to France or 1-0 to France I still want Southgate to be the manager and so I'd actually just be disappointed either way um, because like you say maybe an easier tie if you can beat France it may be a, an easier side that you face in in Spain or Portugal after that and and that's your path to the final so it's a big game um, I really hope we get on the front foot. I really hope we we attack because that's where our strengths are. We saw when we tried to play pass it around, play around the back last night. Not for me. Not working. Not with Maguire. Not with Stones. Um, even Pickford, to be honest. So let's get it forward. The long ball worked. It doesn't have to be ugly Stoke City long ball. It can be, you know, uh, you you can mix it up a little bit. That ultimately that's what's got us in. It's where. You know, Bellingham's winning winning the ball in midfield and carrying it. I thought he was excellent. So let's get on the front foot and take the game to them. Yeah, well, we'll have to see on Saturday. Um, is there any been has there been anyone else in the World Cup? Like, if you know, I know France and England in in some parts has been billed as a you know that's the the route to the final. That's going to be that this side's team in the final. Whoever wins that one, has there been anyone else who you think could uh, could win the tournament? Oh, uh, I really liked the look of Spain, but uh, it's a young midfield. So similar to, like you say about England, uh, a lot of the really good players are very young, very inexperienced. They are going to be one to look at in the next World Cup for me. Um, and you know, could still potentially do very well in this World Cup. Um, for me, Argentina are a bizarre one because Messi is carrying them, but 
how he's carrying them is by walking around the pitch and just still being amazing. It's bizarre, isn't it? Um, and Brazil, when they get Neymar back, they are they are going to be they're going to be a force. It's hard to look past any of those. I think. Yeah, I think uh, for me it is going to be England or France in the final from this uh, our side of the bracket. I think on the other one, it's Brazil or Argentina, and uh, if they win their matches, they'll play um, in the in the semi-finals, which will be one hell of a match. It'd be amazing, and everything that's going on. It's I know there's everyone would love Messi to get to the final. Obviously, uh, Pele has been ill, so the people will be like, well, we want Brazil to get to the final. Um, you know, there's so many sort of the storylines of this World Cup is uh, is really intertwining. It's really exciting to watch. Um, have you been surprised, actually? Just one more uh, thing. Have you been surprised about how good the tournament's been in terms of, you know, people are saying that the group stages were the best ever, you know, like this Winter World Cup that we all looked at, whether it be for, uh, you know, what would happen on the pitch or what's happening off the pitch and people like, this is going to be the worst World Cup ever, is actually turning out on the pitch to be one of the best. Yeah, and I think that's where um, the, the North America has to be careful uh, when they host next time because they're talking about not you know, uh, not having draws or ties. Um, but that's what's brought us so much of the drama. You know, in the, in the final group stages, final group games, um, there was so much jeopardy for so many big teams. Um, you know, let's, let's not mess with it because it, ha- it really has been very, very entertaining. It has, yeah, and I can't wait to watch the last uh, part of it. We're only two weeks away now, and uh, this is our third episode of four we're going to do across the World Cup. We will be back with another episode. It'll either be just before the World Cup final or just after it, and then that'll be our break then until MLS returns next year. If you've enjoyed these World Cup episodes, then please let us know on your podcast provider. Give us a rating, and, uh, I mean, we'd really appreciate it, but we have one condition, Elliot, don't we? Five stars only. It's LA Galaxy style. They've still got their five stars despite all of the issues, shall we say. Yes. I have been seeing MLS news drip through and uh, I am paying attention to it. But while the World Cup's on, we're going to stay clear of it and we'll be talking about that next year. Um, so don't forget, uh, MLS UK show is sponsored by Soccer90.com. You can get international shirts, MLS shirts, everything on there. And when you get to the checkout, if you use MLS UK in the discount code, you can get 20% off too. Uh, right, that's it for episode three of our World Cup specials. I've been Henry Hewitt. And I've been Elliot Holman. Come on, England. See ya. Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.